Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Welcome, investors. We're going to talk about inflation jitters and the stock market. MC Payment, the first digital payment service firm to be listed on the SGX. We look at the possible trend of digital payments rise in Asia. And then... Payment for order flows. The Robinhood GameStop saga has put pressure and the spotlight on the practice of brokerages and the practice of the payment for order flow. And we'll take a look at what should be on your stocks to watch list. Wilfred Lim is Executive Director of BMFA Wealth Management. Good morning, Wilfred. How are you? Hi, morning, Michelle. I'm good. How are you? Good, really good. Happy, happy to have New Year to you. Oh, happy New Year as well, Wilfred. All the best. All right, the market conversation, Wilfred, this week has focused on inflation anxieties and rising bond yields. We've heard Fed Chief Jerome Powell signaling easy monetary policies are to stay in place. Powell characterizing inflation as soft for the most part, adding that while the pandemic has left a significant imprint on inflation, its price pressures are now not a threat. He said the employment picture, though, still needs help. But on the topic of inflation, um, you know, even though Powell seems to be quite sanguine about things, do you think inflation will one day soon perhaps matter for stocks? In the past couple of weeks, we've seen investors worrying about signals from everything from a global shortage of computer chips to the biggest jump in U.S. producer prices on record. So you've talked about deflation. What do you make of the recent market talk of inflation, Wilfred? Yeah, so during the COVID lockdown last year, uh, it was deflation at first as businesses, you know, slash prices to encourage spending uh, in an attempt to mitigate the losses uh, from of revenue from the lockdown. Uh, a lot of us were also stuck at home. Uh, we had lesser ways to spend money. However, as the world started to reopen uh, in the second half of last year, uh, pent-up demand in almost every category of goods and services uh, has caused a big surge in spending. Right? So this, along with uh, World Central Bank's relentless push for stimulus and money printing, has caused a tremendous surge in commodity prices. So if, if we look at the official inflation numbers, uh, as you mentioned, Jerome Powell said that inflation is still quote-unquote soft. Mm. Uh, and, and yes, so January inflation for U.S. is 1.4%. Uh, in Singapore, December inflation numbers was actually negative, so still deflationary. Uh, but if we look at um, you know prices of uh, commodities uh, since February last year, so before the COVID crash, uh, compared to what it is now, we have oil futures uh, up 25%, copper up 60 tin up 60 uh, nickel up 55 uh, lumber, interestingly, up 100%. Uh, and a bonus one for you there, uh, grab delivery fees, uh, loosely based on my memory from uh, before COVID, it used to average about $3. Uh, now it can go up to $6 or even more. So that's a 100% uh, increase there, right? So the stark uh, contrast in our official inflation numbers, uh, I, I would think it's due to the, the definitions and methodologies that they use um, to calculate these numbers, uh, which, which, are, which is a whole other topic altogether. All right. So um, right now, there's also an argument that technological advancement is 
deflationary because technology improves uh, efficiencies and hence lowers costs. But what I'm noticing now is that um, almost all tech companies uh, started out using a freemium model. Right, so mm-hmm. they wanted to gain market share. They were giving huge discounts, vouchers, uh, you know, to, to grow uh, their revenues right from the start. Mm. But now that COVID has increased our reliance on uh, technology, uh, these companies are starting to monetize their, their products and services. Uh, and who can blame them? Uh, all, all these businesses, they need to eventually turn profitable. Right. So, uh, yeah, this, this is something that I'm noticing. And also the Fed says that they have the necessary tools to handle high inflation. Uh, but it's also interesting to note that in 2017, mm-hmm. the Fed said that the housing market was fine. Uh, and we all know what happened after that. <laughs> oh, that's a great lesson from history. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So how, how, how it would affect the market uh, if inflation persists? Mm and even gets out of hand, uh, the cost of living for all of us uh, will be so high that we'll be forced to lower our living standards, right? Uh, this will inevitably lead to a decrease in velocity of money, uh, meaning uh, you know, let the money changes hands less times. Okay. Uh, we want to spend less. Even so, earnings for businesses, including tech companies, are likely to go down. Uh, this, this happens, I mean... If, if we're going to cut our spending, we'll probably, you know, stop buying new iPhones, uh, cut our subscription to Netflix, uh, Disney Plus or Spotify. Right? And this, this will slowly eat into the earnings of companies and uh, ultimately cause a correction. So when and if this happens, is anybody's guess. Uh, I sure hope it doesn't. Uh, I'm still enjoying my Netflix. Um, maybe Disney Plus soon. <laughs> but yeah, the, the signs are out there for, you know, inflation to get out of hand. Okay, so you disagree. The Fed believing that these uh, factors deemed to be boosting inflation, higher oil prices, supply chain disruptions because of trade constraints, um, the recent suite of supportive fiscal stimulus seem to be one-off factors boosting inflation, but you disagree. Yeah, so uh, it, it seems like it, it's here to stay and the inflation numbers uh, seems to be lagging uh, behind these uh, increases in commodity prices. All right, let's switch gears now. He's Wilfred Lim, Executive Director of BMFA Wealth Management. So a couple of days ago, the headline was MC Payment is the first digital payments service firm to be listed on the SGX. Now, when it comes to digital payments in Asia, many analysts that have been on this show say the tailwinds are set to boost the industry even after the pandemic has passed. Just look at data usage. Just look at people staying at home, ending up transacting acting online more often, uh, technological advances like 5G networks, also boosting demand for online services as connectivity improves. What do you make of uh, the digital payment trends in Asia? Is this something that investors should pay attention to? Uh, yeah, so I guess the listing of MC Payments, it's like a continuation and a byproduct of the Payment Services Act that MES passed uh, in January last year. Uh, we can actually see the Singapore government, you know, uh, pushing and working towards digitizing our payment infrastructure. Mm. We got initiatives like PayNow, uh, SG Findex, uh, and also the Cashless 2025. So um, MC Payments in particular, they seem very well positioned to benefit from this uh, rising trend, both locally and regionally. Uh, I would assume that the recent wire cut fiasco uh, would have benefited them as well. 
Uh, I, I would love to see them grow more in the blockchain space, though, uh, which their CEO did mention in recent interviews, uh, like how one of our local uh, fintech firms experts has done with their digital sing dollar, the XSGD. Uh, and it's, it's exciting to see the, the local fintech space uh, growing organically as well. So if MC Payments makes it into the blockchain space, this would help with scalability? Yeah, scalability, um, accountability, as well as um, easy on-ramp into the cryptocurrency space, uh, which seems to be picking up as well this year. Right, right. Do you think that the company um, has first mover advantage that augurs well for it? Uh, yes, I think so. I'm not entirely uh, familiar with the, the space, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure what who or what their competitors are, but the fact that they're the first to be listed on SGX uh, says something. So, yeah, and they're expanding regionally as well. Uh, regionally, the space is growing. Uh, we've got uh, Indonesia, Vietnam, and all that pushing for uh, fintech as well and growing really fast. All right. Wilfred Lim, Executive Director for BMFA Wealth Management, joining us live right here on Money and Me, the show all about your money. Hey, listen, uh, Robinhood's business model has come under renewed criticism, this time from quite an unlikely source. Um, you know, Wilfred, even Michael Bolton has weighed in. Let's have a listen to what Michael Bolton is concerned about. Tell me all about it. Tell me who you sell my trades to. Tell me one thing more before I go Tell me how am I supposed to trade without you I start spinning your hand for all so long How am I supposed to trade without you Think it's time So Michael Bolton, very familiar with breakups and urging us all to break up uh, <laughs> with uh, brokerages that you know claim to be free. So this whole market model coming under criticism, the controversial business practice that some say puts brokerages like Robinhood in the pockets of big traders. Others say it's precisely this that enables the retail brokerages to waive commissions. So where do you stand? I mean, Rob, the GameStop saga has really put spotlight on the practice of brokerages and payment for order flows. What do you think? Is this an efficient way to trade or should it be examined in the interests of consumers? Um, well, okay. Uh, I started my career in the stockbroking industry, so I guess I, I may be a bit biased. Mm. Um, but okay, payment for order flows has had proper regulations by the SEC since uh, 2005. So as long as the brokers and market makers or whoever's involved are transparent, well audited, you know, I don't think there's much to debate about conflict of interest. Uh, in fact, yeah, like, like you mentioned, payment of order flows, they actually provide better liquidity for narrower spreads, you know, for retail investors because their orders can be bundled together for economies of scale. So the, the real debate here, I think, would be if uh, the likes of Robinhood and the other brokerages, if they actually colluded with the big hedge funds that were short uh, games, GameStop and the other stocks, uh, you know, to halt the buy orders on them. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, retail investors uh, need to take on some responsibility as well. They need to better understand what they're getting themselves into. 
look, at the end of the day, there's, there's no free lunch in this world. Mm. Uh, the freemium model that we talked about earlier, you know, it usually monetizes clients' data and we need to be aware of that, right? Not only in uh, brokerages, but um, everywhere else as well, like, you know, Google search and all that. So if your trading data is being routed, uh, it means firstly, slower execution and your data is also exposed to the market makers, the big boys, uh, it's very unwise to be doing high-frequency day trading as a retail investor using these platforms because it's like swimming in a pool of sharks with an open wound. Uh, yeah, and, and also if you're trading on leverage, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're trading with money that's not yours. Yep. So the brokers have every right to dictate trading on, on certain shares to protect their own risk exposures. Right. So if you don't want to be, uh, you know, restricted on what you trade, how much you trade, then don't use leverage. So, yeah, of course, the brokers, uh, they're expected to handle things like margin calls, trading halts uh, professionally. Like they should be giving their clients sufficient time in advance before implementing changes and not do it uh, all of a sudden. So um, I guess in short, uh, retail investors uh, who are going for low-cost platforms, they should consider what they are sacrificing in exchange for these low to zero fees. Uh, and if their trading or investment strategy is actually compatible with the platform they're using. Great insights there. Thank you for that. Um, all right, let's take a look at what's on your watch list. Tech shares down overnight. Cyclicals, commodities, though, have been on the rise. What is on your watch list, Wilfred? Yeah, so uh, as I talked about last month, uh, it's still silver. Uh, we, we had a pleasant surprise recent, recently. Mm-hmm. So apart from the monetary demand as an inflation hedge and the industrial demand for uh, solar panels and EVs, uh, recently as well now that we talk about Wall Street bets, uh, there seems to be a physical supply shortage uh, caused by the online community uh, attempting a short squeeze on silver. Mm. So even though the interest uh, from Wall Street bets seems to be fizzling out after a one-day move, um, the online bullion community uh, is actually, you know, uh, their, their take on this is that there are about a hundred times more paper silver than actual physical silver in the market. Uh, and maybe encouraged by Wall Street bets, they, are, they seem to be trying to stir a large enough demand in the physical market to force these uh, bullion banks and, and commodity exchanges uh, you know, to, to deliver the physical silver and make good on, on the paper silver. So as of now, if you do a quick search on the product listings of uh, all the bullion dealers, uh, even locally, uh, it will show that you know quite a bit of silver bullion are out of stock, uh, or you have to pay a huge premium, like thirty over percent uh, over the spot price, just to get physical silver. So, um, to be you know specific to equities to gain some exposure, uh, we can consider going through the silver miners. So, especially those that are strong enough operationally to meet the the upcoming surge in demand for physical silver. Excellent insights. Thank you so much, Wilfred, for joining us this morning. Thank you. He's Wilfred Lim, Executive Director for BMFA Wealth Management, and you are listening to Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.
or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.